This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're keeping everything fresh on the show this morning. Where do you like to shop for your fresh fruits and vegetables? And what are your favorite recipes using those fresh ingredients? How do you store fresh foods so they'll last longer? We're looking for your comments and experiences this morning. Join the conversation when you call one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven. 672-7464, or you can email the show food at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. You're listening to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email food at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. Just weird. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're keeping everything fresh on the show this morning. Where do you shop for fresh fruits and vegetables? And what are some of your favorite recipes that involve those fresh ingredients? How do you store fresh foods so that they'll last longer? We're looking for your comments and experiences this morning. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven. 672-7464. You can send us an email, food at mpbonline.org. So good morning. Happy New Year, Deborah. This is the first time that uh, we've live on the air in the new year. So good to see you. Oh, Kevin, you know, it's so good to see you. I've um, I've actually kind of been going through withdrawals, you know. <laughs> it's just been terrible. I miss my Mississippi public broadcasting family. I miss our audience, you know. And, of course, you know, I miss your adorable face every Monday, so... Happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, so how was your weekend? My weekend was on ice. That's true. <laughs> it was on ice, Kevin, and I actually enjoyed it. It gave me a chance to just kind of unwind and relax a little bit and uh, just kind of, um, you know, just reflect on, you know, how blessed I am to, again, to have you for a friend and to be here and uh, so yeah, it was wonderful. I was watching some of the local news coverage of the of the the rate of the freezing conditions on the roadways, and one of the stations had sent pretty much their whole news team and some of their weather people out, and so they kept checking in. and I felt so sorry for them because you know there's that thing. I think it's a technology thing. When they go to a live shot, there's always that two or three second delay before the reporter realizes they're on the camera, <clears throat> and their faces were just like, "I am hate being stuck out here in the weather." Then they'd be like, "Oh hey," uh, <laughs> and then the the one uh, one reporter was on fifty five south and it's like an accident happened like just right in front of her so wow. um kudos to those uh, folks who work in in the local news stations across the state to, for the job that they do sometimes not very pleasant especially like i said when could you imagine coming into work this morning it's like okay well we're going to send you out in that freezing rain for the next six hours you know it's like oh great that sounds like a lot of fun yeah, so it, they are some really brave hearts and we do appreciate them kevin because me I, um, yeah, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> not unless I got hot soup, okay? <laughs> uh, I had a Blue Apron weekend this weekend, so I had a lot of blue fun doing apron. that. And, you know, I would encourage folks, I use Blue Apron, but there are a number of services that are very similar that will send the food to your house for you to prepare. And if you're someone that enjoys kind of experimenting in the kitchen and want to improve your your chops as a as a chef or a, a preparer of food, I would encourage you to to check into one and see if one fits at your budget and your lifestyle and that sort of thing because they really are. Uh, uh, it's a lot of fun to do it, and then uh, I've I've had so many different taste things that I probably would have never tried before. This uh, this time around, there was a uh, um, potato and artichoke heart uh, quiche. And I've never had artichoke hearts before. Right, they uh, are really yummy. Well, they they a were a little salty sometimes, but they I, were. I thought they were kind of plain. 
I was uh, I, really? I, I, I kind of tasted more of the uh, of the potato than the artichoke heart. But anyway, it was um, the one thing I didn't do though. There was a uh, um, hamburger with a guacamole on it, and they included a jalapeno pepper. And I was like, I'll just leave that out of there. So, <laughs> but the fresh guacamole was really good, and it's a simple thing. So I think I might be able to uh, replicate that at a later date. So. Fantastic, fantastic. And so, Kevin, over the weekend, I had, you were asking me how I was doing. I had a chance to speak to a very wonderful friend of mine, and I hope she's listening today. Her name is Patricia Neely, and she lives in Tupelo, Mississippi. And I'm telling you, she's an absolutely brilliant woman. And she's trying to do something really incredible for the state of Mississippi. She's written a poem, and she wants it to become our state poem. So you guys, uh, Google her, check her out. And uh, I think it's a really beautiful thing that she's doing for the state of Mississippi. All right, very good. Uh, looks like we've got some uh, early callers on the line so let's uh, we're going to talk in a minute you brought in some delicious vegetable soup this morning uh, we're going to get into that in just a minute but we f- will first go to Osaka as we say good morning to Kathleen good morning Kathleen good morning <laughs> <laughs> I've got a double a double tip yes uh, ma'am you know how we're all cranking up our heaters uh-huh okay well if you're cooking anywhere if you cook on top of the stove or the oven you can bring down the heat, uh, the chill in the room, and use your gas twice. So here's my suggestion. You bake a chicken or roast or something in the oven. You got that going on. Uh-huh. You leave that go, and you get a pot of water boiling on top. You put your seasonings in it, bay leaf, thyme, oregano, whatever you want. And we can get fancy and call them herbs in Provence. <laughs> but uh, it's herbs or herbs. <laughs> Put them in the water. Let it go for a little while. Then you salt and pepper it if you think you need it after you add the meat. Now, you can take the chicken or roast or whatever, prep it up, put it in your freezer for another day. I use it as like fuel for the fire. Cook a roast. Oh. Pack it up. Put it in the oven. Cook a chicken. Cook a turkey. And then you've got your pot of water boiling. In the meantime, right, you throw your bones and whatever you got in there. And that way, you know exactly what goes into your stock Mm -hmm. or broth. That's right. You strain it, throw the bones and whatever you want away. And here I go with the ice cube tray again. That's a handy (laughs) little tip. You're going to go, that's like Felder and the La (laughs) But... Use the ice cube tray. Spray it with Pam so it doesn't stick or leave any scent in the the um, ice cube tray. And when you wake up two mornings, three mornings from now, and you have an herb to eat, uh, urge to eat a poached egg or something, use a stock ice cube. Melt mm -hmm. in the pan until it simmers, and you don't have to use the oil. Now, you can make the same kind of stock with herbs for all you vegans and vegetarians just as delicious and you can use that through the next month for soups and stews and guess what you cheated the electric company (laughs) (laughs) it feels so good well kathleen i'm gonna tell you girl it was so cold i was making soup i had some broth going and the heater on so i don't know (laughs) icicles i called my friend in philly and i said Noreen, how can this be happening? I didn't buy this property to get froze out in Mississippi. (laughs) What's ironic about that? I don't know. Everybody has a sense of humor. We're going to mess up those southerners real good. (laughs) (laughs) Kathleen, always good to hear from you, girl. Have a great day. All right, Kathleen, thanks for the call. Let's uh, go next. uh, Frank and Jackson. Frank, hadn't heard from you in a while. Happy New Year. This could not be my Frank. It's been a whole year. Oh, my gosh. I miss you. Hi, kid. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, now you're talking my language. All right. Um, some people say that you need to store your things just the way they store them in the grocery store. But we all know refrigeration adds days and weeks to the relative freshness of, 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 uh, of food. But the refrigerator not only lowers the temperature, it takes away moisture. So I had great success treating the greens that I buy, kale, uh, romaine, uh, Boston leaf, et cetera, et cetera, treated as a cut flower. That is, you cut off the bottom one quarter to one half inch of the stalk and then put it in water, and then you add a piece of a plastic bag over the top. And I've had greens last up to uh, 10 days 
that way and still still be crisp at the end of that period. Anytime the grocery store is giving away pineapples at a dollar a piece, buy ten of them, cut them up, and put them in uh, baggies and put them in your freezer. Mm-hmm. Um, they last and last and last. And if you want to make a smoothie, rather than putting ice cubes in your smoothie, put a frozen uh, piece of pineapple in your smoothie. I never put water in my smoothies. Bananas are the best bargain that we have left. Absolutely. Buy them, buy them, buy them. When they start going too bad, then you do the same thing. You cut them up and say ice cube uh, lengths and put those in a bag and put it in the freezer, and they always come up. You can use them again for weeks and months. Now, anytime you feed freeze a fruit, it loses its sweetness. So uh, you really don't want to take a chance of having it um, become unfrozen because it goes bad real quick. But if you're going to use frozen fruit, always add some fresh fruit in whatever you do, in smoothies or soft serve, banana serve, or anything, and that will put back the, the sweetness. Um but, um, you know, look for those sales and don't be afraid to freeze things. Your best bargains are bananas, apples, and oranges. Apples and oranges last for two to three months in refrigerators. Buy yourself a separate refrigerator secondhand for your fruits and vegetables. Buy in bulk when you can. But be careful. If you don't have an account at these uh, wholesale grocery places, uh, they will charge you just as much or not more as you would get in the grocery store. So you need to be careful about that. Try to open up an account. Tell the guy I'll buy a <laughs> box of apples and a box of oranges and 25 pounds of bananas a month, and they'll give you an account, and you'll get the true discounts. All right. It's good to hear from you, Frank. We miss you. Thank you so much for all that information. Good suggestions there. You know, I've heard the thing about the uh, the smoothie. So, again, as he mentioned, either pineapples or bananas, if they're frozen, uh, you don't have to add extra ice if you're making a smoothie. You just put the fruit in there and put it in the blender, and that would work out very well. Absolutely. We need to take our first break of the hour. When we get back, we will dive into things. We're talking about fresh foods today, fresh fruits and vegetables, where to buy them, uh, how to pick them out at the grocery store, and some things that you can do with them. And Deborah has made a delicious uh, vegetable soup. We'll talk about that when we get back. You're listening to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. We'll be back with more after the short break. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're going to be talking about fresh fruits and vegetables this morning, uh, where to find them, you know, how to pick them out at the grocery store or the farmer's market, and then some of the things that you can do with them. So if you have a favorite uh, maybe vegetable or fruit recipe that you'd like to share with us or any other comments that you'd like to make, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Got some open phone lines, so the vegetables and fruit lovers, go ahead and give us a call. So as I mentioned, Deborah, you brought in some um, vegetable soup this morning, so give us an idea of what went into it and, and how you made it. Well, Kevin, the cold weather really inspired me, and especially after finding out what our topic was going to be, and I thought, you know, we live in Mississippi, this is a perfect place, and it was a chance for me to use some of those things that I had bought earlier uh, during the spring and summer from the summer a farmer's market to create some perfect soup. And so what I did was I started with a homemade broth, and it's what Kathleen was talking about earlier, uh, and except I used what we call neck bones. And, of course, you know, it's one of those pieces of meat that has a lot of flavor, and it's got the bones, so you have this uh, extra flavor because of the marl that comes from the bone. Uh, but the meat is really uh, has a fantastic taste, and I used a basic, uh, some kosher salt, uh, some peppercorn, and all these other wonderful seasonings to create my broth. And um, Kathleen talked about draining um, the the broth, but I didn't, Kevin, because my grandmother traditionally uh, made the soup this way and just added the vegetables into the broth to give you that extra rich flavor. 
uh, in it. And at the end, and of course, we have uh, some stewed tomatoes. We've got some corn, and uh, we have lima beans. I didn't add okra because of you. <laughs> because, you know, you're my sweetie, and I know you don't like okra. So I, I didn't add okra. But you can. the wonderful thing about making soup is you can literally add all of those wonderful things. Uh, and it's a great way to get your kids to eat vegetables. I mean, who doesn't love soup, right? And um, the secret to the soup, Kevin, literally, now they're going to be, Frank is probably going to pass out now. There's a pat of butter in my broth, and there are two tablespoons of brown sugar. Well, because, you know, I'm, I like to use a little bit of heat to balance it out. I just added a little bit of brown sugar, and it gives the soup such a richness, and it's really just an old-fashioned, southern, uh, yummy country soup and it's wonderful for this kind of weather it's perfect for the season and uh, so of course you know i saved me a bowl so when i get home <laughs> i'm gonna put on my fluffy socks and enjoy <laughs> some soup well you know what's interesting you mentioned the okra i i think that if it had been in the soup i almost would have liked it because i don't know what it is but somehow if you take all those vegetables and put them you know, as a side dish or something, there might be some things I don't like, but something something about maybe the way the flavors mix together and the the warmth of the soup, you know, the broth. Uh, I think I I there are some things that I like in a soup that maybe I wouldn't like, as I said, eating as a separate thing. Absolutely, and I, I think it's a it's a great way again, Kevin, to get your kids to eat vegetables that they would not normally eat, and it's a way for people who say yuck to vegetables to really enjoy them. I mean, because soup really is good for the soul. You know, it's it's really funny because, um, you know, we have this adage, you know, when you're sick, people feed you soup. Well, there's really a science behind that. When you think about all of the nutritional value that are in fresh vegetables in particular, uh, it actually adds as a healing agent for your body because you're getting all of this vitamin A and E and D and B and all these things that you need to create a healthy body. So, uh, absolutely. All right. So, uh, so if someone is out looking for fresh vegetables, fresh fruits and vegetables, they can go to their local grocery store. I know uh, some of the the uh, chains that are getting fancy with the having you know the salad bar in there and that sort of thing have really beefed up their produce department. But I think we're so lucky here in Mississippi to have. Uh, a network of farmers markets to go to. I was just about to say that the grocery store would be my second choice when I'm using the word fresh. Farmers market is definitely the first choice, you know, because you have Mississippi growers who uh, dedicate a lot of time, energy, uh, and technology into raising some of the best vegetables found anywhere in the, on the planet, in my mind, you know. And now we have uh, aquaponic farms and um, that are coming, which is really amazing because the vegetables will be even fresher, you know, and it, and it um, adds to the word that everybody, you know, the buzzword is organic, you know, because a lot of these farmers, even at the farmer's market, are not raising their foods with uh, pesticides and fertilizers and sewage sludge. None of that stuff goes into it. And so you have very organic uh, kinds of uh, food, which is really amazing. If you're listening this morning and enjoy eating fresh fruits and vegetables, give us a call. Share with us maybe a, your favorite recipe or a favorite uh, fruit or vegetable. Uh, give us a call. Again, the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. You know, the the South is known for, for fresh fruits and vegetables, so I know we've got some folks that love that kind of food out there. So got some open phone lines. Give us a call. In fact, we've got another caller on the line. Let's venture to Florence as we say good morning to Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Good morning. Well, good morning to you. Thanks again for what you all do. Thank I you. couldn't help but call and endorse what's being said. It's just another uh, testimonial, but... Uh, my wife is ill, and she doesn't shop much anymore, but I took her the other day to uh, one of those nice big stores, and they have this wonderful display of fresh vegetables, and I compliment the guy in there every time because they're just beautiful. He just leaves. But we bought, she bought, and she just went through and had a good time, selected some of And I was, I was surprised. This was one of the coldest days of the year. She picked some fresh uh, squash, some fresh, String beans, beautiful green string beans, fresh uh, corn on the cob. And to make that long story short, we went home, got out three pots, you know, and put water over these and boiled them for about eight minutes. And uh, don't have, well, and we had the most delicious fresh vegetables for a meal. And they were just 
delicious with milk. You don't have to put salt on them. If you, if you, everybody gets too much salt, so you don't <laughs> even need salt. And and then your pots are easy to clean. So fresh vegetables, if you just, just boil them a little bit, they're, they're probably good raw, but you can boil them. And we might have overcooked the squash a little bit, but, but cut them up into pieces and boil them. And they're very, very good all by themselves. And if you do that more often, of course, uh, we would all be healthier. You can get them. Roger, thanks for the call. And I, you know, I totally agree that uh, you know, we, one of the things I think that we are concerned about is is the processed foods and that sort of thing. So again, we're talking about fresh fruit here, and as Roger said, very simple. Uh, you don't need any kind of additives, no salt or whatever. Just taste the the natural flavor of of these fresh vegetables that we're getting. Absolutely, Kevin. And you know, I was just thinking while he was talking because um, I'm always thinking about the kids. The spring is coming, you know, in just a little bit. But it's a great way to get your you know children involved, you know, to dig out a little pot potted area and plant them something, you know, because if they grow it, they they tend to want to taste it and to eat it. So it's a good way to introduce vegetables to them that way. But, uh, you know, it's it, Mississippi is traditionally known. I grew up with my grandparents, you know, they uh, were farmers and um, every year my grandfather had these huge fields. They weren't gardens. They were <laughs> literally feels, Kevin, uh, because he sold corn and cotton. But we also grew okra and, you know, purple hole peas and tomatoes. So it's, so for me, this is really just kind of a grassroots, down-home kind of a conversation today because it's what we're known for. We're an agricultural state, uh, you know, and, of course, the country is changing and, this, you know, the state is uh, – did you know that a lot of our vegetables now, especially corn, is grown is not for the consumption of people but for animals? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's crazy – that we want our animals healthier, you know, than, than we are. But, um, you know, eat some fresh fruit and vegetables. I think it's an amazing way to start the year off. All right. So say you're at uh, your local farmer's market or at the local grocery store in the produce section. Uh, what are some things to look for to make sure that you're getting good, fresh vegetables and fruits? Well, you'll notice, Kevin, now when you go in the grocery store, all of your vegetables are labeled. Uh, and a lot of times they're individually labeled, especially if they're not wrapped. So you want to check uh, the label, look at the dates, look at where it came from. All that information is going to be there. And, uh, you know, they have these funny little barcodes on there. If you don't understand it, you can even ask questions about it because that talks about what state it came from, what country it came from, and how long it's been from the truck to the store. Uh, but with the farmer's market, you really don't really have that because it's straight from the farm, put on a truck, it's driven to the market and put on display. So it's a great way, again, to endorse Mississippi uh, you know, farmer's markets because you don't really have that. And, you, and a lot of times when you go to farmer's markets, a lot of the farmers are right there mm-hmm. and you get to ask them questions and sample food. It's a really great way to do that. Yeah, they're, they're there in case you have any questions. If you come across maybe something you've never used before, uh, they can tell you what it is and I would imagine most times they might be able to suggest a recipe or two as well. Absolutely. Uh, so, all right, so let's uh, what are some things maybe when you see the produce, uh, let's uh, say um, I don't know, uh, something like squash. I mean, is it should it be firm or, or should most vegetables have like a, a firmness to them? Um, oh, Absolutely. If you, um, especially when you're think, looking at things like your squash and eggplants, you know, from that family, uh, your cucumbers, um, your linguine, that, those kinds of things, you want to look at the color. You want to look at the skin in terms of scarring. You don't want to see, uh, you know, the brown densities and the soft spots in it. You really want to be able to pick up that. Uh, fruit or vegetable, and it should have a certain amount of weight to it. It's the same thing with your apples and your peaches. You know, you want to be able to look at the skin and make sure that it's really beautiful. The other thing, too, is you don't want it to be overly colored. If it's too bright, if it's too much color, if it looks like it's in a magazine, it's a good chance that it's got some wax on it or some unnatural color has been added into it for visual appeal because, you know, there's a there's a beautiful natural color that everything has. It, it shouldn't be took from one extreme to the other. I think one of the other advantages maybe of the uh, farmer's market would be that you can examine each piece. Like if you were to go to the grocery store, sometimes there would be, say, a bag of potatoes, and it's very difficult maybe to see what they're all like in there. But, again, I think in most 
most um, in most farmers markets, it's kind of pick as you go, and you can sort of examine each uh, vegetable, each fruit as you get it, and and so you can make sure you're you're getting the really the best stuff. Absolutely. And the other thing I like about going to the farmer's market, um, Kevin, because, you know, you and I talk about this. I'm single. I don't need a 10-pound bag of potatoes unless I'm cooking for clients. So it's, you know, it's great for me to be able to get, you know, three or four potatoes for that particular meal. Frank was talking about, you know, longevity of food and freshness. Um, You know, and of course, going to the farmer's market, you know, you may not want to make that trip every day, but a couple of times a week, it's not a bad idea because you're going to grocery store that many times a week anyway. Mm -hmm. All right, so here we are in January. What are some things that would be uh, fresh and in season in this time of year? Well, now because of the way farming is done, Kevin, it's almost uh, in terms of natural uh, organic foods, there's nothing that you can't buy anymore. That's the wonderful thing about the new technology of farming, and especially with um, you know ideas like aquaponic uh, in terms of farming, because they can now greenhouse these items and you can have them all year round, which is really amazing. Um, but of course, you, you know we look for a lot of root vegetables this time of year, like you know your carrots and your potatoes and those kinds of things are really in season now. It's really, you know, when you see tomatoes, you know that this is not really their natural season, but you can still buy them this time of year. So you got, you know, your, again, your cabbages and that kind of stuff. Those more durable winter plants are available, more available now, opposed to, um, you know, like it's not really strawberry season now, but we, you know, but they're in the market. So, uh, it's just a matter of knowing what's indigenous to your area for this particular time of year. But I think uh, greens are especially hardy this time of year, I guess. Is that right? Right. That's why I mentioned cabbage, your mm-hmm. greens and that kind of thing. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, Kevin, I've got some uh, cabbage at home, so we're going to have cabbage and shrimp, shrimp this week. So, All right. Yeah. That sounds good. Uh, we've got some open phone lines. We're going to take another break. So we've got uh, time for you to call in and share our conversation about fresh fruits and vegetables. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Back with more of your phone calls after this short break. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. You're listening to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email food at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking today about fresh fruits and vegetables. Got a caller on the line, but one thing I wanted to ask about, we talked about you made the vegetable soup, talked about preparing the broth. Do you just put the vegetables, uh, do you have to cook or prepare the vegetables before you put them in the soup, or do you just dump them in raw, and and how long do you cook the thing together? Well, Kevin, you know, because I'm a little OCD in the kitchen, (laughs) some of these vegetables I actually pre-prepared prior to putting in. For instance, like there are potatoes in the soup, and I literally pan-seared these potatoes because I wanted them to have kind of a rustic taste, and and that's, you know, because when you cook them individually, some of these items, you get a more robust flavor at the end of your soup. Now, there are some people that will just add these items straight into your water, and if you do, there's a way to do that, because you want to make sure that the texture of your soup is really great. So, since you know that potatoes take a little bit longer than some of the other items, for instance, I I would add my potatoes and my lima beans first, and then I would probably build from that way, in terms of timing, if you're going to do that, so that the texture of your soup is absolutely perfect. And then you just, is it almost an eyeball kind of thing, where you can maybe the the appearance of the vegetables and that sort of thing when you know kind of it's all mixed up and, and ready to go? You know, you, you turn into your grandmother when you're in the kitchen making <laughs> soup, Kevin. You know, it's, it's okay, darling. Just wait a minute. It'll be fine. You know, you just you kind of turn into your grandmother. So uh, absolutely. I think it's, you know, everybody cooks.
cook soup differently. For me, it's kind of uh, making sure, again, that the broth is perfect because, you know, that's where you're picking up quite a bit of flavor. And then as you add your uh, vegetables with each layer, you get a different kind of flavor, you know. And so and uh, it's just taking the time and making sure that it's simmered out properly so that you do really get this really yummy uh, love that we have from from soup. Now, when you're making things like chicken and dumplings or, you know, chicken noodle soup, the timing is a little bit different because, of course, it doesn't take noodles that long. You know, once you get your broth done for your uh, chicken, uh, and I like to roast my chicken prior to adding it to the broth. That's what Kathleen was talking about earlier because it does add to the buttery and richness of the, you know, the flavor of your broth and soup at the end. And then the good thing about something like a vegetable soup, when it's overnight in the refrigerator, you heat some back up, the, uh, all the those flavors have had so much more time to to mix together. My dad used to always uh, say about my mother's potato salad. He would say, "Oh, this is really good. It'll be even day. better tomorrow." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, let's go to Byron for our next caller. Nancy is on the line. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning. Thank you again for this wonderful program. I enjoy it every week. Thank, Thank you. you. My question is for Deborah about rutabagas. You oh. mentioned root crops. I love my rutabagas and my turnips. Yes. I find it impossible as a lady in my 70s with arthritic fingers to cut through a rutabaga. I tried once to boil it first to soften it, but with the wax, it was just an impossible task. So are there any tips about how to deal with rutabagas when you're an old lady with bad hands? Uh, you call the grandkids over and you go. <laughs> Remember, I'm your favorite grandmother. Uh, but uh, b- basically, one of the things uh, that you can do, and especially at your farmer's market, sometimes you can go and you'll find these items already pre-cut for you, which is really amazing. Now, I've never seen rutabagas cut in the grocery store but at your farmer's market, you will find these items a lot of times, uh, you know, pre-done for you. There's a farmer's, a smaller farmer market in Byram that I will visit from time to time, Kevin, and they all they have a produce section where things have been, you know, pre-packaged right at the farm and they're put there. But you can find rutabagas, which are really amazing. Uh, not just in my greens, but just to have them by my themselves with some cornbread is just fantastic. But you may want to um, try to find them there. All right, uh, Nancy, thanks for that call. You know, I, I, that's so true. I, I was uh, one of the other items on my uh, blue apron this week was uh, it was roasted sweet potato with red onion turned out really good. But again, you know, cutting you, you had to cut the sweet potato lengthwise and it is it's a very fiber. So it is kind of difficult to get a knife in there and get a good cut. One tip I've heard for slicing things is if it if there's a something round or something on uh, an odd shape to take a, a slice off the bottom and make and it more right. right stable and that helps you cut. Uh, somewhat, but again, but it is... rutabagas actually are even more dense, Kevin, than the sweet potato. And then they, when you find them in the grocery store, they always have a wax coating. They're not going to have that on there if you got them from the farmer's market. And again, I would agree with you that I think you'd probably uh, be, get them sliced for you quicker at a farmer's market than you would uh, at the grocery store. And it's, it's simply the nature of the of the thing. You know, the the farmer's market is there for I think for that extra service, and the and the farmers are there, you know, with their own produce. So I think that that would be a good suggestion. Um, so. Um, what are some other things uh, that we talked about the vegetable soup? What are some of the other things that you like to make when you've got some good uh, when you after a trip to the farmer's market? Oh, gosh. Gumbo is one of those things because, again, you're using a fresh vegetable base, Kevin, um, that I love to make uh, and potato soup. Oh, my gosh. And I need to make us some of that. But a sausage and potato soup is one of the you know, my favorite things to make, uh, you starting basically again, I like to use the red potatoes. Some people like to use the golden potatoes, but I like to be able to leave the skin on either item and to, um, slow cook these potatoes and then add them into this wonderful broth that I built with two things. I, I like to start with a chicken stock, Kevin, and then I like to add a little bit of heavy cream into this stock, a little bit of butter, my salt, my pepper, some basil, and you know all these yummy seasonings that we love, some salt and some pepper. And I've fallen in love with using uh, kosher salt. You don't have to use as much, and it has a really pleasant taste to it. Um, and to add that into it and then to just kind of cream some of these potatoes out. And, of course, you know, I'm hooked on this sausage is called country pleasing. 
and they have a sausage called Junior that I usually add right into that potato, and it makes a wonderful, wonderful soup, Kevin. We're talking fresh fruits and vegetables this morning on Deep South Dining. If you'd like to join in, give us a call. We've got some open phone lines, and the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Call us at one eight seven seven. 672-7464. You can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. We've talked a lot about vegetables, but I think there are a lot of fresh fruits that you can get at farmer's markets and in your produce section at the local grocery store as well. Um, you know, one of the things I like are apples. And when you think about it, there's just such a variety of apples, some of them grown in this part of the country, I think, but but, but there are always uh, some different ones to choose from. There's the, the red delicious apple, the, the yellow apples, the green apples, uh, the Fuji apples. So really, I mean, it runs the gamut kind of in both taste and, and some, somewhat texture. So, so Kevin, hint, hint, is that I want an apple pie, dear? <laughs> well, I would never turn down an apple pie. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Going to your farmer's market, you can get lots of wonderful you know, fruits and vegetables. And of course, in the fall, one of the things that I look forward to is getting figs, Kevin. They are just absolutely wonderful. Whether you're going to you know, use them as a preserve or you're going to sear them off and add a little bit of cheese and, you know, uh, wonderful seasonings to that and serve it with a little bit of wine maybe but i love getting uh the blackberries and blueberries uh right here in mississippi they're grown just absolutely fabulous peaches are coming up in the spring i can't wait so you're absolutely right going to the farmer's market is absolutely amazing uh, and again, referring back to uh, the the Blue Apron experience I had this weekend, uh, another thing that uh, the side for the <laughs> quiche was a romaine uh, and orange salad. And oh. so I wasn't sure I was going to like that because it's like I like salad and I like fruit, but I wasn't sure I was going to like them together. But it was really, really good. Uh, it had a very simple um, olive oil and some uh, red wine vinegar uh, salad dressing to it, and it was really tasty. And again, uh, the crunchiness of the of the lettuce, along with the sweetness of the orange, I thought made a really good combination. Oh, absolutely. Um, speaking of oranges, uh, Kevin, I actually created an, a dish and I shared it on Facebook a few weeks ago, but we added mandarin oranges right into the rice, and it was just absolutely wonderful. I did a uh, orange glazed chicken with mandarin oranges. That was just fantastic. But adding fruit to your uh, salads or your main dishes is not a new idea. It's a very old idea, but it's wonderful because it excites your senses and uh, and it keeps you from saying, I don't know what I'm going to cook. You know, be creative in the kitchen is what we always talk about here. And again, this uh, <clears throat> was it's just another way to add some good healthy food uh, to your diet and a good flavor there. One of the other things I like too are the little um, tangerines, I guess, because they're so easy to peel and, and eat and uh, they've got that. What are they? The, what is the brand the, that the kids eat? Uh, smileys? What are they called? <laughs> Cuties. That's it. All right. Thank you. Our, our new producer, by the way, Java Chapman, helps me out there. No, t- thank you for helping me realize I'm not nuts and that there are, though, the cuties, though. So, And they're nice. You know, that's a nice little easy thing. to. They're easy to peel, and they're very tasty as well. Got another caller on the line where you invite Linda from Port Gibson into the conversation. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Linda. Hold on. All right. Uh, if you would have your radio turned down for us there. Linda? Yes. Go ahead. Calling from Port Gibson. Right. And... Uh, I like to get my food from uh, my fresh vegetables from a farmer's market. Okay. And also from uh, places like Fresh Field or Fresh Food. And um, I also go to um, different oriental. Uh, in fact, it's an oriental market that you can buy uh, fresh foods also. And. Uh, is there a farmer's market uh, near Port Gibson? Excuse me? Is there a farmer's market close to Port Gibson? Well, we only have our farmer's market from, uh, like, oh, the middle of June through maybe the first part of October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's only because, the you know, the farmers have to grow it and cultivate it, whatever. But... Um, then I will go, when that's over, I'll go to Vicksburg or go somewhere else. All right. All right. Uh, thanks for calling in. She made an interesting uh, point there. And in, in the here in the Jackson area, I know that uh, there are two 
uh, Chinese restaurants that have you know, sort of with them a, a grocery store. And mm-hmm. it's always interesting to me to see the the different. I mean, if you're talking about trying to get a different taste on things and new flavor sensations, that's certainly some of the stuff. I'm not even sure what it is, but uh, we're, we're fortunate here to have, have access to those um, interesting um, Asian foods as well. Absolutely, Kevin. And uh, you, they'll find a lot of fresh vegetables there as well. Um, I believe Aladdin also has a store uh, that you can go in and buy, you know, the freshly ground seasonings and, you know, herbs and stuff that's just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Aladdin's is a, is a Mediterranean restaurant uh, here in the Jackson area, and they do have a grocery store uh, next to it as well. So that's something to look for in your area uh, if, you know, um, one of these uh, uh, interesting types of different uh, cuisines that you can explore. We need to take one final break this hour. When we get back, we're going to continue looking for your calls this morning on fresh fruits and vegetables. This is Deep South Donning on MP. Think Radio. We'll be back to wrap up the program after this. for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. On the next Fit to Eat, I'm going to show you how to make butter bean soup with ham and some other butter bean recipes. Registered dietitian Rebecca Turner will show us how to make a healthier corn dog. We travel to the Wise Family Farm in Pontotoc, Mississippi to see their butter bean harvest, and we have a very special guest, State Senator from District 49, Sean Tyndale, to be here and help me put it all together. So join us. Saturday afternoon at 1.30 on MPB TV. You're listening to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email food at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We've been talking about fresh fruits and vegetables this morning and still looking for your input. Give us a call if you'd like to join in at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Back to the phones we go. We say good morning to Mikey in Mobile. Morning, Mikey. Hey, hey girl. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, both of y'all. Um, uh, I got a rutabaga chip this morning. You know, okay. Tech, tech, technique stuff here. Um, I have a brother who absolutely loves them, as do I. So, um, okay. It involves Miss Linda. It's interesting. Miss Linda was just talking about um, the Asian uh, markets because where I found the very best tool for something like rutabagas is uh, an Asian market, and it was not expensive. It was under ten dollars. Uh, cleavers, uh-huh. an, Asian, an Asian cleaver, and you can once you get this tool, you will find that you can use it for so many things because it acts on like a, a bench sweep. Um, but anyway, with the rutabaga thing, to get back to that, uh, it's you take the cleaver. Now, if, if if you don't have any problem holding the keeping the vegetable from rolling, if you do have problems keeping it from rolling, take a piece of newspaper. Wad it up on two sides and put the cleaver down into. I mean, put the uh, the rutabaga down into it so it doesn't roll. Probably, preferably on top of the cutting board. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mikey, one of the one of the things that I do uh, with the rutabaga to keep it because it is usually a very he- uh, heavy vegetable is literally I got a little board and I got a nail that comes mm-hmm. through it and I just kind of wedge the rutabaker down on that and it'll keep it from spinning because I think the problem was with Miss Linda when she called earlier is she's having problems with her hands and so that's a that's also an extra way to be able to make sure that you keep it in place well but some people have you know trouble if you it's going to be hard if you have trouble you're going to have to have somebody make that for you you know um, and that's why I was saying the newspaper might be a, a good option but the thing is you just want to stabilize it so you don't hurt yourself you take the cleaver you give the thing a good whack, just enough to get it into there. 
and then you take a hammer or something like a hammer, whatever you got, a brick, you know, will work, and you pound the cleaver down into it because once you can get that first cut, the rest of it is not too bad. Absolutely. All right, Mikey, great tip. Thanks for calling in. You know, that's a good idea. And then that thing is you're kind of letting the cleaver uh, do a lot of the work. It's a little bit of a heavier instrument, too. I would say if you do get one, be careful. That can be kind of dangerous. Uh, but that's a good idea. And, you know, your suggestion, uh, Deborah, if, if you're able to hold that still, basically, with the with the board and the, and the nail, then you can almost maybe use both hands uh, to chop the things with, and that will give you a little bit more control. So, Mikey, thanks. Glad to hear from you. Let's uh, move on next. We've got uh, James, who's called in from South Mississippi this morning. Hello, James. Hello. Hey, James. How are you? I am cooking soup as we speak. Oh, oh my gosh. Good. good for you. Tell us about it. Okay. It's just a vegetable soup, beef vegetable this morning. But i tell you what. I just wanted to comment, and this is not for everybody. I know that. But, like, I live out in the country, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of an old fellow now. But uh, I always grow a garden, well, a couple of gardens, every spring and summer. And I put up okra, tomatoes, potatoes, butter beans, all that stuff. And I use it during the winter and mainly to make soup with. Mm -hmm. So you're like your own farmer's market almost. In a way, yes. In a way, because, uh, well, uh, like you said earlier, well, when you grow something yourself, well, it's a little different. Mm Mm-hmm. It is. You're you're a little bit more connected to it. You have a tendency to want to, you know, taste it and, you know, and then my grandmother, you know, she preserved things. And um, and so you just, you know, back then, Kevin, it was for survival. But now, you know, it's just, for, you know, for the pleasure of being able to eat fresh fruits and vegetables is just absolutely amazing. But it's something about, and I'm sure Felder Russian would really enjoy hearing me say this, but it's something about putting your hands in the soil Mm -hmm. that really keeps you connected and grounded to the earth. And it's really an amazing feeling. Thanks, James, for your call. Good to hear from you this morning. Yeah, I agree that the, you know, I, there is something therapeutic about doing that and what that sense of accomplishment. And you know that you've kind of raised that up from seed or whatever. And so that adds a lot to it. And certainly it's fresh there if you know you're just getting it from your back. (laughs) Backyard. Right. Joey's called in from Tremont this morning. Good to hear from you, Joey. Good morning. Good morning, y'all. Good toasty morning, real <laughs> Good morning, Joey. Happy New Year's. It's always good and to hear your voice. Year, y'all. Uh, my grandma used to make a neck bone hash. Uh huh. How did she, how did that work? Well, she'd boil a big pot of neck bones and then pick the meat off, mm-hmm. put them back in the broth. And mince up some onion and potato and put it in there and with some poultry seasoning. That and a pound of cornbread is all you needed. <laughs> now, that's what you call good country living. That's a wonderful meal. I've actually had that before, and it really is. It's it's one of those hearty, home, heartwarming kind of meals, Kevin. It's just, and anything that's got potatoes and onions and um, some neck bones in it is just absolutely wonderful. All right, uh, Joey, thanks for the call. Good to hear from you. And then you've got that uh, cornbread to sop up. You know, when you get down to the end of the bowl there and you just got a little bit left and you can't quite get it in the spoon, that's what uh, the cornbread comes in. Just stick it in there and sop up the rest of the juices. Talking about cornbread, Kevin, I have I, I have this obsession. You know, I made some hot water cornbread a couple of weeks ago, and now I can't stop making it. So <laughs> I need people to pray for me already. <laughs> Uh, we've got a couple of minutes left. Um, what you know, we've talked primarily about fresh fruits and vegetables. But again, if you're uh, trying to stay fresh, uh, you know, fresh cuts of meat and fish are always uh, helpful too uh, to plant when you're planning out your meals. Um, and I would, I, I think this is true. May, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would think that even in uh, the grocery stores, if you get to know the person in the meat uh, department, uh, they'll they'll do a lot for you in terms of maybe custom cutting meats and that sort of thing. Absolutely, and I, you know, with that being said, I want to give a shout out to my one of the butchers that I use at Kroger's. He's always very kind to me. But you're right. Say hello to people. Uh, you know, uh, grocery pl- and I tell you all the time, it's a great place to be social at your grocery store. Get to know your salespeople and your butcher because you can. They'll let you know when something came in. The, uh, and Kevin, they have on many occasions, you know, cut things for me that would have taken me hours to do for myself. Uh, they have done it for me. So absolutely get to know the people 
uh, that you're working with. And, and I know we've got a few minutes left, but I want to say this. You, re, you mentioned that we have a new producer here, and we want to say hello to Jarvis Chapman. And um, I really uh, love his name. His name is you going to say hello? <laughs> yeah, I'm back here producing. Uh, <laughs> Java. 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 He's, he's coffee. He's some coffee. He's Java. And so we want to say hi. And we want to say, uh, Jonas, we really thank you for getting us to this point. And um, I had a uh, phone call with um, Jonas over the weekend, and uh, it was really emotional, Kevin. We're going to miss him, but we welcome uh, our new producer, and we're really excited about this coming year. That's right. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it was a situation where uh, Jonas and his family had an opportunity uh, for growth at another part of the country. So we say, as you said, saying thank you so much for uh, being with us and, and helping get this show underway. And, and good luck to you. I know he'll do well in his in his new surroundings. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, we've, we've talked about when we're looking for fresh meats and fish, you know, the idea of uh, uh, marbling in, in, in meat to make it uh, good and juicy. What about uh, fish? When what are some things to look for to make sure you're getting good, fresh fish? Well, you know, Kevin, we talk about this all the time. The, the first thing you don't want to do is smell the fish. It shouldn't be overly fishy. You know, fish really should have a very clean uh, smell. If it's really pungent or really fishy, that's a no-no. You don't want to see any graying or uh, on the meat or any browning in the skin. You want everything to be, uh, if it's supposed to be white, then you want it to be white. If it's supposed to be pink or red, you want that. You want very clean, clear colors. Uh, and uh, there are a lot of freshwater uh, fishermen here in this state. I have a friend who uh, goes uh, deep sea fishing uh, quite often. So, you know, make friends with people. Kevin is a great way to get fresh stuff. You know, this hunting season, I have friends who I had never had. There's something called a, and if, if somebody knows this, tell me it's a pepperoni deer sausage hmm. roll. And I, I think I must have ate myself crazy. It was fantastic. <laughs> and it was something I said I'd never try, but it was really yummy. So you got a lot of people that are hunting and they'll, you know, uh, don't mind uh, sharing things or you can buy things from that way. So absolutely. All right. That's going to wrap us up for today. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman and our call screener today was uh, Debbie Kaz off, I think. So for Deborah Hunter, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned up next. It's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey, followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio.